Snip, snip, glue, 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 doo, 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 check the mirror. Wow, these guys look amazing. Oh, Guy Raz, I'm coming. Run, 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 run. Good. Ooh, what in the, um, Guy Raz, Guy Raz, you fainted. Guy Raz, Guy Raz, how many fingers am I holding up? Uh, rectangle. Yep, you're fine. Now let me just gently lift you up and help you shake off some of this grogginess. Shake, 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 shake. Wow, what happened to you? I just opened the door, you took one look at my face, screamed, and hit the ground. Well, that's because you've got two gargantuan black furry caterpillars attacking your forehead, Mindy. What? They're right above your eyes. Can't you see them? Black furry caterpillars? Um, here, smile really big so I can see my reflection in your teeth. Oh, um, cheese. Guy Raz, those aren't caterpillars. Huh? They're my new eyebrows. Ugh, would you stop falling over in disbelief? This is getting ridiculous. What are the neighbors going to think? Morning, Mindy. Hey, it looks like you've got fuzzy caterpillars on your face. Nobody asked you, Dennis. Oh, Guy Ross, you're still on the ground. Here, let me just gently peel you up. Get you inside. Easy does it. Come on. So, what's with these new eyebrows, Mindy? I mean, your old ones were just fine. Wait, is that tar on your face? Oh, yeah. I took the hair clippings from my last haircut and attached them to my forehead's eyebrow area using a scoop of black tar from Dennis's driveway renovation and then mixed that with some brown sticky stuff that was leaking out of my refrigerator. Uh, Looks good, right? Right. So, uh... Why? Well, it turns out that eyebrows are super important to us humans and in ways you might not expect. See, I just read this amazing new scientific study in the Journal of Nature, Ecology, and Evolution. Oh, I see. You've got it right here. Yeah. So these evolutionary anthropologists from the University of York in the UK. Just to be clear, an evolutionary anthropologist is a scientist who studies the way humans and our ancestors behave and also what they've looked like over hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, so basically they study the history of humans before we were, you know, humans the way we think of ourselves today. Got it. So anywho, one day these anthropologists were just sitting around wondering, hey, what's up with eyebrows today? You mean like modern eyebrow trends in braiding and waxing and threading, microblading, tattooing, tarring? Okay, 
First of all, the tarring idea I came up with myself. And second of all, you sure do know a lot about eyebrow trends. Well, I read a lot. So as I was saying, these anthropologists were wondering why we modern humans have movable eyebrows and smooth foreheads when our ancient hominin ancestors had these stiff, bony-looking ridges for eyebrows that basically just made them look mad all the time. And by ancient hominin ancestors, you mean some of our earliest human relatives. Oh, yeah. And in this case, I'm specifically talking about our ancient hominin relatives known as the Homo heidelbergensis. Yes, Homo heidelbergensis, our hominin cousins who are believed to have lived somewhere between 200,000 and 700,000 years ago. And in many ways, they were a lot like us modern humans today. You hear that, Guy Raz? I just hatched an idea. Uh-oh. Why don't we hop in the old wow machine and head back in time to, say, I don't know, 400,000 years ago? Hmm, 400,000 years ago. That would be... That would be during the Middle Pleistocene era. Yeah, we can just travel back in time and have a little family reunion. That way we can see how much we have in common with these ancient relatives of ours and see for ourselves what's up with this evolving eyebrow situation. Mindy, I don't... Come on! Well, let let me at least run home to get my Homo sapiens t-shirt so at the reunion these hominin cousins of ours at least know which family I belong to. Oh, do you know if this is a potluck kind of thing? Okay, let me just open the hatch here and... Okay, hop in, brother! Mindy, I'm not your brother. I'm your best friend. Not at this reunion, Guy Raz. Homo sapiens speaking, you're basically my little bro. Little bro? Compared to these ancient relatives of ours, Guy Raz, practically gonna look like twinsies. <sighs> okay, now hop inside the wow machine, Guy Raz. We don't want to keep family waiting. Are these ancient relatives even expecting us? I mean, did we get an invitation to this reunion? Yes, of course we did not get an invitation to this reunion, Guy Raz. Where we're going, they don't even have language for that yet. Oh, oh, right. Now, to punch in the coordinates, we're looking at Europe or was it Asia? Or maybe Eastern or Southern Africa? You don't know what continent we're going to? Kairos, scientists don't even know for sure, so we're just going to wildcard it, okay? What? 400,000 years ago, and Homo Heidelbergensis family reunion, here we come! You okay, little bro? India, once again, I'm not your little... Whoa. Whoa. Looks like we made it to the reunion. Hey! Hey! Hey, guys! Hi! It's me, Cousin Mindy! And this is my little brother, Guy Raz. I'm not her little brother. (laughs) We're both from the homo sapien side of the family. I'm not her brother. Anywho, I know it's been a while. What, like 400,000 years at least? (laughs) Where is the time gone? 
fun. Well, I am just so glad we can make it to this little family reunion shindig here. I don't know about you, but do you think we look alike? Uh, Mindy, does it seem a little unusual to you that these relatives of ours brought wooden spears to the family reunion? What's so weird about that, Guy Raz? You brought a quiche. Well, that's what you bring to a party. I don't think they're going to be hungry for quiche, Guy Raz. Looks to me like they're filling up on that elephant they just hunted down. Ugh. <sighs> Why do you think no one's talking to us, Guy Raz? Well, Mindy, they're not even talking to each other. They all kind of look busy and angry. Yeah, look at these guys over here. They're just building fires and shelters out of sticks and rocks. Doesn't exactly feel like much of a reunion to me. Hey, hey, cousins. You know that home thingy you're building over there? I think it would look really great with some little, you know, Cape Cod windows and maybe a veranda. You know, Guy Raz, besides the fact that they're eating elephants, running around with spears, and never heard of quiche, if you dressed them up in our clothes, it would probably be kind of hard to tell them apart from ourselves. Yeah, although their heads are a little bigger. Speak for yourself. But their brains are a little smaller. And they do walk upright like we do, but I'm not sure they'd have enough grace to handle a ballet class. But there does seem to be one pretty obvious difference between us and them, and that is... Oh, dude! That's a bathroom! Okay, two obvious differences. Look at their foreheads, Mindy. Uh, Well, they do all look super angry. Okay, yes, but why? I... (gasps) It's the eyebrows, Guy Raz. This is what I read about in that study I was telling you about. So it looks to me like they have these large, bony ridges over their eyes. And they stick out so far, they almost look like a ledge on the bottom of their foreheads. And speaking of foreheads, compared to ours, theirs almost look horizontal. I mean, they slant way back instead of standing up smooth and vertical like ours. So it does make me wonder, Mindy, if these are our ancient cousins, and we look alike in so many ways, then... Why don't we have those same protruding eyebrow ridges like they do? Well, that's what these anthropologists wanted to find out. Hey, hey, Mindy, I think they're looking at us. No, I'm pretty sure they're eyeing your quiche, Guy Raz. What? Oh, hey, hey, guys, feel free to take a slice. I made it with free-range eggs from chickens raised in a lovely farmhouse with lots of natural light and... Your quiche? I spent all morning on that quiche. Looks like someone needs to learn some basic human social skills. Yeah, evolve already, guys. Aw, give them a few hundred thousand years. You know what, Guy Raz? I think we've seen enough. Yeah, I agree. Maybe it's time to get out of here. Let me just walk over there and ask them for my quiche pan back at least. What? No, we don't have time for that. Hey, that quiche pan is not a hat. Hat. Good Okay, okay. Ugh. All right. Uh, 
punching in the coordinates now. Present day, USA. Here we What? Where did he come from, Mindy? Um, Mindy, Mindy, there is an ancient human in our wow machine headed towards the present day. Okay, uh, everybody, stay calm. I've got everything out of control. Mindy, you have to stop this thing right now. We can't take him home with us. Hey, Roz, we've only moved forward like 300,000 years, which means that we still have 100,000 years to go before we make it back to the I'm telling you, Mindy, we need to stop this wow machine right this minute. Um, uh, here. Now what? Okay, pal, now we're just pulling over for a little potty break, so go ahead and step outside. Allow me to open the hatch for you, kind sir. What a difference 300,000 years makes. So we're now only 100,000 years in the past? Yeah. Huh. So this must be the time when our ancient ancestors were starting to create groups and to socialize in some of the ways that we would recognize today. Yeah, and when you socialize with other people, being friendly can get you a lot further than being mean and aggressive and angry. Which brings me back to the eyebrows. Check out the brows on these hominin ancestors. Yeah. That big eyebrow ridge we saw 300,000 years ago seems to be getting smaller and less stiff. And you know what? They're looking less angry than our cousins that we were just visiting 300,000 years ago. Or this guy. Oh, oh yeah, you're still here. Uh, Sorry, I I don't think I I, I caught your name earlier. Bread Grokkanura. Bread? Bread Grokkanura. Grok? Bread Grok on a rock. You know what? I'm just going to call you Chandler for short. How's that? Uh. Chandler? Yeah. So back in Chandler's day, it's been presumed that meanness or aggression was necessary for survival. Mostly because... You know, he and his pals didn't have the social tools like like language and facial expressions to help them get along with each other, things that we do today. Which brings us back to this ancient eyebrow study, Guy Raz. So does this mean we're going to finally find out why we present-day humans don't have that giant eyebrow bone? Well, it means we could be getting closer. Come on, let's head back to the present day and I'll explain everything when we get there. But... What about Chandler? Chandler. Oh, Chandler can come too. Oh. Well, are you sure that's a good idea? Hi, Roz. Of course I'm not sure that's a good idea. Ready, Chandler? <sighs> I think that's an angry yes. <sighs> Punching in the coordinates. Modern day. USA. Take two. Here <sighs> we <sighs> go. <sighs> Modern day. Sweet modern day. After you, Guy Ross. Thank you. After you, Chandler. Chandler. Good morning, Dennis. Good 
Mindy. Mindy, your house is melting and now there's frosting all over my driveway. It's brand new. And the wind is picking up. You know up what, Chandler? <sighs> Why don't you just introduce yourself to our neighbor, Dennis? Oh, oh hello there. My Chandler. name is Dennis. Oh, is that a spear? Oh. I had a friend who had a spear just like that one. Oh. He was in the military or something. And he often had to carry a spear. They're going to get along just fine. You know you have quiche all over your face. <laughs> so, Mindy, uh, back to those eyebrows. Were those anthropologists ever able to figure out why ours look so different from Chandler's here? Let's walk and talk, Guy Raz. So these anthropologists did a few different experiments to try and understand the purpose of those crazy eyebrow ridges. Oh, yeah? Experiments like what? First, they made a computer model of a famous Homo heidelbergensis skull named Cobway One. It was discovered in Africa almost 100 years ago. And then what? Then they took this computer model and basically just started playing with it. Playing with it? Yeah. They did things like shrink the eyebrow ridge to see if it made any difference to the way the skull, eyes, cheeks, and jaws would have been able to move or to function. And what did they find? They found that the ridge didn't seem to have any structural purpose at all, meaning that it wasn't really a bone that these ancient humans even needed, at least not in the same way that we need bones to help hold up our bodies or help us move or walk. So then what did they do? So then, one of the anthropologists on this study, a guy named Paul O'Higgins, heard about an experiment that was done by another anthropologist, who, by the way, also happened to be a Bigfoot seeker and an eyebrow enthusiast, and I hope his name was Grover Krantz. Are you making this up, Mindy? Not this time, Guy Raz. So what was the experiment? Well, Grover Krantz had a fake eyebrow ridge made, attached to his face over his existing eyebrows, stepped outside into a crowded place, and basically said, Here I am, world! You're telling me he tried to make himself look like an angry, ancient Homo heidelbergensis? Hey, anything for science! Anything for science? So, how did the world react? Well, pretty much exactly how you'd expect. He got a lot of strange looks, people avoided walking past him on the street. Basically, everyone just kind of quietly freaked out when they saw him. And was that giant eyebrow ridge protecting his eyes from sweat and sun and his hair? That's the thing, Guy Raz. It really didn't do anything. I mean, it didn't even work any better than his own existing eyebrows. Huh. So what does all of this mean? Well, it got these researchers thinking that maybe if the eyebrow ridge didn't have a structural purpose the way that bones normally do, perhaps the loss of this ridge in us modern-day humans matters to our social structures instead. You mean like the way we use words and body language and other signals like like facial expressions to communicate with other humans. Bingo, Guy Raz. And it all started about 100,000 years ago when our hominin ancestors began losing the ridges but keeping the eyebrows. It's also about the time when they started to develop new ways of socializing with each other. You know, Mindy, when you think about it, 
without these ridges in the way, we're able to pull our eyebrows up if we're happy or surprised or down if we're sad or angry. Or maybe raise one eyebrow while lowering the other to show that we're skeptical. I give you that signal quite often, Mindy. I've noticed. Oh. Guy Raz, our modern eyebrows are able to say so much without having to say a word. And our ability to understand these silent signals is part of what makes us uniquely human. Pretty wow, huh? Yeah. So do we know this for sure? I mean, do we know that humans lost the ridge to make room for more ways to communicate socially? Well, since these anthropologists didn't have a wow machine to take them back in time, we still don't really know for sure. I mean, it could be that humans started to communicate socially first, and then the ridge started to disappear, allowing for a flatter, smoother, and more communicative forehead. Kind of a what-came-first, the chicken-or-the-egg situation. Exactoritos. Well, speaking of eyebrows being able to communicate, I'm having a hard time telling what your new black tar and hair-clipping eyebrows are trying to say. Oh, well, now that I know how important eyebrows are for us humans to be able to communicate socially, I just kind of wanted to make sure that my eyebrows could communicate as loud as my voice. I think that's a mission accomplished, Mindy. Oh, hey, look across the street. I think Dennis's eyebrows are communicating something with Chandler. What? What's the matter? Ow, hey! Ow, use your words. Ow! Come on, you're mumbling. You're mumbling like a teenager. Ow! Chandler! You know, Mindy, maybe it's about time we run old Chandler back home to 400,000 years ago. Yeah, I guess it would be pretty awkward if he started to evolve past Dennis. I can hear you, Mindy. Love you, too. Chandler, back to the wow machine. Play date's over. Ha, Chandler. Wow in the world will be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Support for this podcast and the following message for parents come from Little Passports, offering activity kits to keep kids engaged and expand their minds. Hands-on activities and games invite kids to explore the world and unpack the mysteries of science. They'll travel to countries like France, Brazil, and Egypt and build scientific wonders like a volcano, a submarine, and a solar-powered car, all from their kitchen table. More at littlepassports.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor GoFundMe. This holiday season, GoFundMe is introducing five causes to bring people, charities, and donors together around a central need and experience the joy of giving. From social justice and COVID-19 relief to animals and education, donations help both urgent aid and long-term relief. Supporters receive updates from the people and charities they've helped and can see their impact. Visit GoFundMe to learn more. There's more to watch and read these days than any one person can get to. That's why we make Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Twice a week, we sort through the nonsense, share reactions, and give you the lowdown on what's worth your precious time. Listen and subscribe to NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. That's it! Back to the show! to record. Hello, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Abby, and I live in Seattle, Washington, and my wow in the world is that a tsunami can travel as fast as a jet plane. Thank you. 
And also say hi to Reggie and Dennis for me. Ahoy there. Bye. Hi, my name is Suzanne. I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, I'm Mackenzie, and I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. We have some wows to share with you. My wow in the world is that porcupines can kill lions, but they don't actually shoot their quills. My wow is that the average baby whale drinks about 130 gallons of milk per day from its mother. Thank you. Thank you. Love your show. Bye. Bye. Hi, Mindy and Guy Rose. My name's Elliot, and I live in Edmonton, Canada. And my wow in the world is that butterflies taste with their feet. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. I'm Hazel. And I'm Zuri. And we live in Calgary, Alberta. Our wow in the world is that wildfires can create flame-throwing tornadoes called fire worlds, also called fire devils. Bye, Mindy and Guy Raz. We love your show. And we also love Dennis. Neat! You guys are pretty cool. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. I'm Oliver, and I'm from Overland Park, Kansas. My wow in the world is that scientists use eight telescopes working together around the world to take a first picture of a black hole. Say hi to Reggie for me. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name's Emma Kate, and I'm from Buena Vista, Colorado. My wow in the world is that ants can carry 10 to 50 times their body weight. Bye, love your show. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Juliet. And my name is Lulu. And we're we from Belmont, Massachusetts. All wow in the world is that there's a swarm of ladybugs in California. And that's 10 miles wide. And you can see it on radar. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. I'm in Sarah, and I live in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. A colossal squid has has an eye as big as a whole pizza. End of messages. Hey everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week on Wow in the World. And to keep the wow rolling, check out this week's scientific conversation starters at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more info on how your kids can become members of the World Organization of Wowzers, shop our wow shop, upload photos and videos to us, and check dates for our upcoming live events. That's wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Who provides the bells, whistles, and silly characters. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. Our show is written by me, Guy Raz, and Thomas Van Kalken, who also provides silly characters. Tom? Hello there. Thanks also to Jessica Bodie, Casey Kofer, Rebecca Caban, Kit Ballinger, and Alex Curley. Meredith Halpern-Ranzer powers the wow at Tinkercast. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop-Ups. For more info on their two-time Grammy-nominated all-ages music, find them at thepopups.com. And grown-ups, you can follow Wow in the World on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wow in the World. And our email address is hello at wowintheworld.com. And if you're a kid with a big wow to share with us, 
Call us at 1-888-7-WOW-WOW for a chance to be featured at the end of the show. Also, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Wow in the World on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, leave us a few stars, a review, or just tell a friend about the show. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep keep on wowing. Jinx! Cast and sent to you by NPR. Hey, it's Peter Sagel. So you're listening to this NPR podcast because you want to be informed. You want to learn something. But what if you need a little break? Well, then you want to check out Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. It's the show that lets your lizard brain enjoy itself for once. You can be serious again later. Listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts.